Hey guys, welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Steve. And I'm Jim. <laughs> and let's get right into it. <laughs> we always have like a funny moment of they're trying to decide how to start because we're still doing stuff virtually. So that's why we're always chuckling at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. So today I'm going to be pulling a gym. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. We are not going to play a game today. Oh, no. We are going to be talking today. And can you guess the topic of today? I want to guess the weather. It is going to be food. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, you it's always like say. you're changing sides. Wow. <laughs> I want to go on record and say I didn't say we should talk about food today. So this is all your noggin right there. That's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, although we're in spooky season right now, it won't be related to spooky season. So this is just going to be just, you know, out of the ordinary. You can take this at any time of the year and, you know, take what you want from it. But we're we're going to get right into it because there's a lot to cover. Okay. okay. I'm ready. So first things first, hmm. we're going to talk about tips. I went to a restaurant the other day. Wait, did you say tips? Tips. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said something else. What do you think I said? <laughs> <laughs> we are PG-13, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so tips. <laughs> I was at a restaurant the other day, and I was talking to some people, and it was the bill was really expensive. And so the tax on the tip was huge. Mm. And so you had to decide at that point, you're like, do I want to tip pre or post tax? Wow. So, so, so what, what are your, what are your opinions of that, Jim? I went out to a restaurant with a guy who I lived with, who split a bill with me and literally said, Jim, you never tip the tax. And I, <laughs> and I said, oh yes. That 20% that I'm going to tip on top of the 7%, it's really 20% of 7%. So it's such a small number. I didn't, I don't care. So I always tip after the tax. You always tip after the tax? I mean, I always do too. Just because, you know, they do the math for you at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can do the math, but it's just, you know, I don't really care. The tip is just there for the the waiter. Mm -hmm. It does get it does get weird. Like tipping in general is just an odd topic because you go to a fancy restaurant and that waiter didn't necessarily do a much better job than if you go to a cheap restaurant. But that waiter, because you're tipping a percentage of what you're buying, you know, they get more money. So, you know, it's it's you can even go to the same restaurant. And somebody can just order appetizers and somebody could order, you know, lobster tail and filet mignon. And the person who got lobster tail and filet mignon is going to tip the waiter more. And the waiter is bringing out the food just the same. That's true. <laughs> hmm. So it's just so weird that that the the culture that is here in the United States in terms of tipping, where that's it. We're just we've just accepted this 15 to 20 percent tip mentality right and 
you know, and, and that's it. And restaurants know this. And so then they pay their waiters garbage. Mm-hmm. They pay them absolute garbage because they're like, well, you'll make it up in tips. I was like, well, that shouldn't be how it is. Why am I paying for your employee? Mm-hmm. You know, that's nonsense. That is nonsense. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> this whole, the whole premise of how, you know, this thing about waiting and, and tipping is, is just backwards here in this country. I don't know how it got to this point. <laughs> and I don't think there's a way to change it because the, the in order to change it, who's going to, who's going to take the flack from it. It's going to be the waiters, you know, True. but you can't do competition. Like, you know, the capitalist market is what is what tries to fix everything. But how does the capitalist market fix that? Because maybe, maybe they, to make, go maybe, ahead. maybe one of the restaurants will pay their waiters and then the okay, better waiters will go there. Better waiters will go there. Maybe. maybe. I mean, it is it's a tough spot to be in. I was thinking about what you just said about the expensive restaurants. And I do remember I went to a fancy place pretty recently about a month ago. Okay. And yes, I tipped a lot more there, but they also had a lot more waiters. So they might have split it. Like there was a guy who came by and just was like taking plates away. A guy who was like filling up the water. A guy who was bringing the food. It was just like this whole like yeah. show. And so maybe they yeah a lot of a lot of restaurants actually do that. Where, um, but you have no idea when you go into a restaurant right. how they decide to do tips. Whether your waiter gets to keep the tip, or it goes into a communal jar, and, oh, and it splits it. And it's split not only with the wait staff. But with the people in that are cooking too, the cooks, mm. which is which is just so interesting. Because still, now I'm not only paying for my waiter, I'm paying for all of your employees That's with right. my tip, which is just absurd. I just so don't weird. understand any of it at all. Um, I was gonna say something else on it. Oh yeah, and so that's why you know, lo and behold, a lot of waiters will just pocket tips. And prevent it from going in, and like not report certain tips. Oh, of so course. that way, that way, it, you know, it doesn't get taxed. It doesn't doesn't go into the communal jar. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, I deserve to keep this tip, so I'm going to keep it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I mean... there's no way, there's no way I'm sharing my tip because I did a good job with Janet over there, <laughs> <laughs> who basically just slapped one of her customers. <laughs> I have a, a cousin that was a waitress for a few years and she was uh-huh. saying she made really good money from the tips. And then she, she got some sort of a bartending license and then became, went from waitress to bartender and made even more money. Yeah. And she was saying it's like, it's a decent pay. It's not like a regular nine to five job. It's more than that. But, oh, yeah. yeah. But you have to work for it. And like, like you said, you have to be in the right restaurant. I mean, yes and yeah, you definitely have to be in the right restaurant. You get more tips. Yeah. And then bartending automatically gets you more tips. Yeah. But the whole premise oh, yeah. that so, I have to pay for your employee and, you know, it's if I don't do that, then, you know, I'm, you're a I'm, jerk. I'm a jerk for, for not tipping, you know, you know, and I, I don't want to I want to set the story straight here. OK, I always tip more than 20 percent post tax. Wow. Okay. More than 20 more than 20. Wow, yeah. that's pretty bold. Yeah, I mean, the weights any sort of service industry I feel is like underpaid. Should, 
Jeez. Yeah, is not only <laughs> but has to deal with so much crap from people. I've worked in with people as like you know you're dealing with people. Yeah, and it's, it's the worst. People are the worst. They are bad. So, <laughs> we all hate people. We're all introverts yeah. secretly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to quickly, you know, these rules are for the U.S., but they might not be the rules across the world. Right. But we are the world. Ha! Ah, how American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, so wait, wait. So before we move on, do you ever not tip? Have you ne have you been in situations where you've not tipped? And what happened in those situations? I've I've only not tipped or I've tipped very little when it was terrible service. Like yeah, yeah. you're you're you've been sitting at your table for an hour and then they finally come over and give you menus and take your take your order. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you gotta wait another hour for your food and it's cold. And yeah. then like you wait another hour for your check and you're like, I've been here for three hours and all I got was a cheeseburger. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's been done two and a half hours ago. You know, and you you'll tell the the wait staff, and they'll just like shrug. You know, I'll be like, "Where's my food?" It's like, "Oh, it's coming, it's coming." You know, or like they just disappear, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Where's my waiter? I don't I see him anywhere." You know. <laughs> yeah, I've only done it when I'll do it if they get my order wrong, but if it's an honest mistake, I don't mind. Like if it's something small, like I usually don't change the order, but if I said like no pickles and they put pickles or whatever, like it's not a big deal. I'm saying like right. if I order a cheeseburger and then they they just bring you out like a chicken sandwich and you're like, oh, I didn't even want this. And then usually if you say, oh, I said cheeseburger, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And they'll bring you a cheeseburger. But there's a lot of times when they'll be like, no, you said chicken sandwich. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat this and not give you any money. Like that's <laughs> that's what it's gonna be here. Oh no 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 not me no. When I have my heart set on food, I'm just gonna be like, yeah no, I want my cheeseburger. Oh wow, <laughs> I don't I don't risk sending it back. I don't know what's gonna come back on it, so I just. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't usually tip. I usually I don't usually not tip for wrong orders because usually they'll they'll bring. Yeah, they the usually right... try to fix it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. You know. The only times I accept whatever food came to me <laughs> was if you're, again, waiting two hours to get the food. It finally comes and it's wrong. You're just like, if I send this back, I'm going to wait another hour. Yeah. There's yeah. No, no way. I'm just going to eat this and just, like, pay nothing. Wait, so have it, you ever not paid for a meal? No. never. Uh, have you been comped a meal? I haven't been comp to meal, but I, I feel like I might have walked out of something, just been like, this yeah. was the worst experience. I don't, you don't deserve any of my money. I feel like I did that once in my life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, wait, have you ever walked out after you've been seated and got drinks, but no food? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've done that way more than I should. Like for the, <laughs> for, for the time period we're in right now. Like you get water, you get like a drink or like your beer or your soda, and then you're like done with it. And you're right, like, right. you know, you're like originally you're like sipping it. And then you're just like, I don't even know how long it's been. And so you, I, I've had that happen where I just like put down a $5 bill and I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I've done that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called? Another common one I don't tip on is... When you go to a place like uh, Chipotle, oh or, yeah, those are not typical. They places. always 
they always give you the receipt and then there's like a line for tip what yeah you'll go you'll go to those types of places like a pizza place and then, uh, you know all you're trying to get is a slice yeah yeah nah, and then nah, they give nah, you a line nah. for tip and you're like you didn't service me i came here I and i got the pizza yeah the slice of pizza that's right there all yeah. you did was put it in the oven and give it to me yeah so zero <laughs> <laughs> I mean that always feels I weird. Always feel bad because they're it, looking you know? at you. They're like, "Here you yeah, go." Yeah. Yes, I always feel bad doing it, but a lot of times I'll just put zero unless they've like gone above and beyond. You know, something I'll be like, "Oh, is that your last? Like, do you not have any more buffalo chicken pizza?" Ooh. Like, "Oh no, no, I'll make I'll make some fresh ones for you. You deserve a tip." Okay, that yeah, at that, that deserves the tip. That deserves a tip. Yes, if we I, go, I, I can say that do I, I've done it also during COVID. The only place I've done it for is my sushi place. Is you got bad a bad rep, right? <laughs> oh no 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 no! Like I I I would go during COVID to pick it up. This was back like last year when COVID was like really bad. Oh okay. And well, I shouldn't say really bad. It's probably worse right now. But <laughs> but when when we when we group of people yeah. yeah when our expectations were different. Right. I would go and they'd have the whole restaurant closed and there was like one guy working and then like one guy at the front and you just like, you know, like that sushi place is so much better than the other ones. If they closed, I don't know what I would do. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was just like, this tip is for you guys. Survive. <laughs> Survive. Uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, during COVID, I did tip um, delivery drivers a lot more yeah. just because, you know, they were Rob out Lovins. about. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were doing a lot more during that time. So I would even tip 25% for. Would you do that if it was like pouring out or snowing out? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, do that all the time. Yeah. I ordered pizza once during the last hurricane when we were talking about the flooding that happened. Yeah. Person brought me pizza. 25% tip. If you're going to go and break. <laughs> The floods and the hurricane for my pizza. Thank That's you. That's true. That's I'm true. Glad that I did that to you. And here's twenty five percent on the one pizza I got. Five percent for you, big boy. <laughs> Keep the nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Go get yourself some. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if we have time now to. Well, we have plenty of time to to go through all the countries. Oh, okay. um, I'll just try to zoom past it. So United States and Canada, both 15 to 20% tips. Uh, Mexico is 10 to 15%. Hmm. Is that in United... pesos? Yes. <laughs> Obviously, this is in whatever the local currency yeah. is. <laughs> um, in the United Kingdom, usually they add a service charge to. Ooh, to so the they jack up the price. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what but every country. I'm sorry, go ahead. I imagine that's what every country does that doesn't have tips. They just put yeah. it into the food price. Yeah, you'll see it's pretty common. It'll say often adds a service charge, but if not, then here's the percentage. So yeah, in, in the United Kingdom, if they don't have a service charge, it's 10 to 15% also. Wow. Uh, uh-huh, go ahead. I said wow. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, France is 15%, just a flat 15%. Italy is 0%. Okay, so they just have more expensive food. Yeah. They said, however, some restaurants in Italy ha have a cover charge. 
<laughs> Wait, so you have to pay the cover to get into the restaurant? You have to get into the restaurant. Like, yeah. hey, 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 are you coming all guys or are you bringing some girls? Because if you're all guys, there's a cover charge <laughs> to eat this pasta. <laughs> Yeah, like going to club. Yeah, I could see that in Italy, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So Spain, you've been to Spain. What's the tipping there. over there? Spain was no tip when I was there. Yeah. So it says it says no tip except for higher end restaurants, Ooh. which you would leave ten percent. So I'm guessing Jim never got into a high end restaurant because he said no tip. So <laughs> sounds like me. <laughs> They they will let you tip though. It's not like yeah. it's not like the movies. No it's like yeah. giving something extra for for the thing, but they pay their employees normal normal salaries, not like the United States. And so, um, you know, tipping is just if somebody went above and beyond for you, right? You right, would right. give them something extra, and it wouldn't be based on percentage. You'd just be like, you did a good job. You know, here's a couple bucks extra. Right, right, you right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Croatia is 10 to 15%, um, Scandinavia is 10%, Turkey's also 10%. Wait, so all these countries so far have tipping, so we're not, yeah, abnormal. but they keep saying, they keep saying, like the next one's Russia, service charges are, aren't, oh, this one says, oh, okay, this one says service charges aren't added, so tip 10% to Russia, yeah. Um, but in Turkey, um, it says that tipping is only expected in major cities and tourist areas, and that would be 10%, but or else you don't have to. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Croatia, Scandinavia, um, they say they typically have a service charge. So these are just like, if they don't have a service charge, here's what they expect. Okay. You know. Um, the Middle East um tipping is expected throughout the region mm. and tip amounts vary from country to country um yeah israel usually they add a service charge 10 to 15 percent the united arab emirates is about a, they usually add a 10 percent service charge um egypt also adds a 10 percent service charge but if not it's 10 to 15 percent in the middle east okay yeah, Morocco's ten percent, South Africa ten to fifteen, India ten percent, China zero percent. Tipping has long been considered a rude practice in China, mm. although that mindset is slowly changing. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> money, no <Yeah>. money. <laughs> Generally, tips aren't expected at local spots, but service charges have become more common in tourist areas. Hong Kong is the exception where tipping is a more common practice. You know, as you're saying this, I know why we have tipping. And it should never go away. You're right. It won't go away. Because if you and me both had a burger store and you sold your burgers for $10 and I sold my burgers for $5, everybody would come to my burger store. Correct. And then I'd be like, oh, do you mind tipping the waiters? And if you're just like, oh, don't have to tip here, they're not going to think about that when they're looking at the burger prices. That's true. And so, like, you can they automatically own... see that yours is a five dollar burger and mine's a ten dollar yeah. burger. Yeah, you own, you undercut your competition by by forcing tips, which is kind of like right. cheating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Again, you're paying their employees 
And so they're able to charge you less for food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at, this com this actual thing is very common in most of the Asian countries. Singapore is also zero percent. Um, all of it said all of Southeast Asia is like that. Um, again, upscale places they expect it. Um, the Philippines though does have ten percent. Hmm. Um, Thailand also ten percent. Japan also zero percent. It says it maintains a no tipping culture to the extent where giving a tip can be considered rude. At restaurants, it's not unheard of for waiters to run after customers in order to return the tip. Wow. In the rare cases, you when you feel you must tip, you leave the money in an envelope. Wow. I got to go buy some envelopes. Carry them around. Australia is 0 to 10% for tipping. Yeah, Brazil ten percent and the Caribbean ten to fifteen percent. So yeah, okay. that was tipping around the world. Okay, now let's stay on the topic of food, Jim. Hmm. And I watched a really good YouTube video from Doctor Mike. I'm gonna plug him because I'm gonna be you know taking a lot of info from the video. So uh, have you heard of Doctor Mike before? No. Okay. Well, is he a doctor? He is a YouTube doctor. Yeah. Is his name Mike? And his name's Mike, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know him already. He has 7.8 million subscribers. You know, so, we're catching up to that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, we'll get there one day. Yeah, so the, the YouTube video I saw is, here's why our nutrition guidelines are trash. And you and I have always had discussions. Always. About, you know nutrition and dieting and working out and things like that right yeah always yeah because although we do talk a lot about fast food and stuff like that you know you can tell us that you can tell by um that we don't necessarily have the best diet but we try <laughs> we try to tell each other what our diets should be whether we follow it or not right. is a different story right. <laughs> right we know taco bell every week isn't supposed to be part of the food pyramid but right. but ours is like a food trapezoid so it's got all these different <laughs> shapes in there that maybe shouldn't be there so so spoiler alert uh, um the focus of this video and what i'm about to tell you is on the guidelines from the government, like the food pyramid. Oh. And according to the food pyramid, Taco Bell would totally be okay. Really? <laughs> so, so, spoiler alert. Wait, the food so, pyramid, does that have fat as a category on the food pyramid? I'm going to get to it. Oh, I don't I, even remember it now. Too far into the spoilers. Here, okay. okay, okay. So, so yeah. So, um, guys, um, again, I'm going to plug it in. Um, you can check out Dr. Mike. Um, he made a video about this. It's called Here's Why Our Nutrition Guidelines Are Trash. Um, and yeah, I'll basically summarize what he says because I think it's very good. And I want to hear Jim's take on some of this stuff. Okay. So the United States first implemented dietary guidelines in 1894. So before that, there were just no dietary guidelines. Just eat what you want. Granted, before 1894, you're probably just hunting and growing your own food, <laughs> going to yeah, the grocery There's store a lot of bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so these dietary guidelines, though, in 1894, you know, changed 
all over the place based on what was happening around in the country. So it changed because of the depression. Right. It changed due to world war rationing. And then, you know, one of the biggest changes that happened with the dietary guidelines was, you know, the discovery of vitamins and minerals. Before that, they didn't know what vitamins and minerals were. And like, oh, these are good. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably include them in our guidelines, you know. And, you know, we, the guidelines uh, at some point become established, but for the most part, they still change, but they change differently. And I'll explain it later. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So this was kind of like the wild west of dietary guidelines, right? And it didn't actually become firmly established until 1956. So from 1894 to 1956, it was just going all over the place. What the, what the government was, was, you know, advising for what to eat. That makes uh, sense too. Cause I think in the 1950s is when they had those commercials to be like, this is healthy now, or we invented sucralose or whatever, you know, don't, don't use sugar. Like that was all that. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of food science started around this time. Yeah. Like the, uh, the idea of having a science around food wasn't really understood. They were just like, you know, just go to a grocery store, get whatever the basic foods are and go from there. And, you know, now you could have a naked chicken ta taco at Taco Bell because of food science. You're like, how is this possible? <laughs> how do they get the chicken to the shape of a taco? Exactly. <laughs> Genius. So, yeah. So in 1956, the USDA announced its new dietary guidelines. And you might have heard of them. The four basic food groups, Jim. This was invented in 1956. Okay. What well, do you think are the four basic food groups? Fruits and vegetables got to be a food group. Okay. Are they? You think they're separate or this or together, as one group? Uh pass. <laughs> uh, let me go to my other one. See how many we got left in the noggin. Okay. Okay. Meat and vegetables. Yeah. Okay. Meat has to be one. Fish okay. and meat. Is one dairy has got to be one, maybe eggs is in dairy too, and then like bread. That's those are going to be my groups. Yeah, so four. Yep. So fruits and vegetables, they're in one then. Yeah, that's actually exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> four basic food groups are milk, meat, fruits and vegetables, and grains. So yes, they put fruits and vegetables together. Um, Genius. Yeah, grains get a whole. Um, whole category and somehow milk and i was surprised because i i mean i've heard of the basic food groups but i don't remember milk or dairy having its own entire group like <laughs> i remember it from second grade you gave me flashbacks when you said the food pyramid yeah because i remember my teacher in second grade who was like we're gonna learn the food pyramid but this is wrong and she already, <laughs> she already had her own like idea of how it had to go. And I remember right. she drew it on the board and just started adding groups. Now, I don't know what the outcome was, but it was like many, many more groups than the pyramid had. And she was just stacking it on wherever she wanted. So. <laughs> yeah, because things get a little complicated because and, and we'll get to it is that, you know, the food pyramid doesn't really explain certain things. Right. Mm. And the four basic food groups. These are so broad, and this is what your dietary guidelines were. And it was just milk. As long as you eat 
milk, meat, fruits and vegetables and grains every day, then you are having a healthy, balanced diet. Okay. So that means if you go to Taco Bell, a chalupa has all of these things, oh right? It's got the, it's got the shell for the, that's the grains. It's got the meat, obviously the milk with the sour cream and <laughs> the fruits and vegetables, you know, a little bit of shredded lettuce on top. So if I ate chalupas every day, wait, they come day, with tomatoes too. Well, tomatoes too. Sorry. I always are, ask they, are they a fruit or a vegetable? They are a fruit. Well, they're both, they have... they're both in the same group, I guess. So. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. So yeah. So in 1956, eating chalupas was a well-balanced diet. You had a little bit of everything. <laughs> you know, as you're saying that, I could see the logic. Like I could actually, like I think you're convincing me. I could see the logic. The, oh, I wonder why I'm convincing you. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the only reason why I now know that wouldn't make sense is because we don't track fats and sugars as well. But in terms right. of the food groups, you're right. That that it checks them all, and it does it with flying colors. <laughs> That's why I always, you know, advise getting chalupas. You yeah, what's the healthiest? Of course. Yeah, minus the fact that it's the one with the highest calorie content. On the menu. <laughs> oh wait, wasn't chalupas not that bad? Wasn't it like five for six hundred calories? But the double fried cheesy chalupa was like eight hundred or something. Yeah, yeah, well, that was the XL one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's when that wait that was when they did had the, I don't remember now. The cheese was they had a taco and then they had cheese and then they chalupaed it. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i didn't really look at the whole yeah. when i go to taco bell i don't really look at the you know the nutrition facts no. i just go for what i want to eat and that's it Yo, you know but... you reminded me of this meme i saw i might have even sent it to you where they're like guess which restaurant we are it's like do you like it we're gonna take it off the menu <laughs> <laughs> Definitely taco. So it's taco bell and actually now that you just said this you brought up another thing just what was it 20 years ago 15 years ago 10 years ago they started adding calories to all the menus yeah so that was a requirement by the government to because uh, we ended up having an obesity epidemic and what as you can see from these guidelines since 1956 this is the reason why we've we've had this obesity epidemic is because the guidance of just you should eat milk, meat, fruits, and vegetables, and grains just as a big, broad, like, brushstroke. Everyone was like, yeah, I eat that every day, mm -hmm. you know? I, I eat, like, a, a, a giant steak, you know, covered in melted cheese, um, you know, and then a whole loaf of bread and, um, you know, maybe an apple afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Well-balanced diet right there. <laughs> All right. I could see that. Yeah. So as we've been talking, you can see the glaring um, problems with just having these four basic group, four basic food groups. Um, you don't have any refined view of what's healthy within mm -hmm. here. Like what's a healthy meat? What's a healthy grain? You know, like uh, wheat bread over white bread um wheat bread is considered better because it takes more energy to break it down it also has more fiber iron and calcium than white bread mm. so you shouldn't 
eat wheat I, I over like white. I like white bread better. Uh, me too. It tastes better, but yeah. <laughs> wheat bread is better for you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so in general, it doesn't tell you what's healthier. It just tells you to eat this. And then another thing, and what we've been, what I just described to you, is there's no guidance on the proportion of oh, each food you right. should be eating. So how much milk versus how much meat versus how many fruits and vegetables and how many grains. It just says, put those in your meals every day. You're good to go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So eventually the USDA did introduce the idea of proportionality. Um, but it took those recommendations from, quote, unquote, industry experts. <laughs> Wait, is that like the board chairman of of pepsi being on the food like pyramid team too yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like when we it's like when we put the head of exxon mobile into <laughs> the head of the epa the environmental or, or the head of horizon oh, runs let's put, let's put somebody who probably doesn't have the highest environment <laughs> it's like when they put the head of that department they put the the one of the heads of the a VP of Verizon in charge of telecommunications, yeah. and he was like, he was like, wait a minute, you're we sh we should have free internet? No, 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 no. <laughs> we should monitor this and make you pay for everything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What was that initiative they did for the internet? What was it called? Uh, shoot. Like the free internet thing. Yeah, yeah. We lost. Where, we lost. It's not a thing. Lost. Yeah, the guy didn't care. Yeah. No. He just said that certain big companies can pay more and get more bandwidth than small companies. Yeah, free no, it was... supposed to be like, you know, whether you're big or small, everyone is able to get accessed just as equally over the internet. Well, I mean, so. not to derail the topic too much, but I was super interested in it because I thought the companies were justified originally because they were saying look we have all this internet and half of it's being used by netflix but netflix netflix pays the same to us as these other companies so netflix is using so many resources but they pay the same let's make netflix pay more but as soon as you do that you now have to do that for every company and that's not what they did they were just like we don't like netflix screw those guys that was bad <laughs> And then we paid, we paid. Netflix paid the money to those companies and then they increased the rates of the service and then we paid. So we paid. It was a tax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, your government's at work. Um, but yeah, so yes, it's exactly, it was, <laughs> it was exactly like that. So yeah, so the heads of like, you know, um, the corn industry and the heads of the cattle industry all recommended to the USDA what the dietary guidelines should be. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. And so that led to the first food pyramid. Hey. So, the food pyramid, which Jim described, it was the USDA's introduction of proportionality by industry experts. Now, what is the bottom... And largest section of the food pyramid, Jim? That is bread. Bread. Grain. Is correct. Grain, bread. <laughs> is carbs. Yeah. So carbs, 
was the biggest and largest section. That's the base of all of your diet should be bread. (laughs) (laughs) The USDA recommended eating six to 11 servings of carbs a day. That's a lot. And I eat a lot of carbs. (laughs) Yeah, it's an insane amount. I didn't know that that's what they were recommending. But yeah, so... And, and I mean, you know, I here get, we have why why sugars are such a big issue in this country. And we'll go get to that, too. But six to 11 servings per day was was what was recommended for the food pyramid. You know, now that you're saying it. Bread is filling. And if you had two slices of bread per meal, that's only six. So if you had four slices of bread. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you would be satisfied. You would definitely not be hungry. So I could see That's why true. they recommend that. Would you be healthy though? No, no. <laughs> I mean, you could probably just get a loaf of bread for the day. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yes, <laughs> eleven servings per day. Eleven slices. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten eleven slices of bread. Never. okay so what do you think is the next level of the food pyramid so the next biggest it's gotta be it's gotta be meat so no it was actually fruits and vegetables at least they made that second (laughs) (laughs) but it's they split it so half of the section is fruits half the section was vegetables okay and so they suggested that you should be eating three to five servings of vegetables a day and two to four servings of fruits a day. Now I'm looking at these serving sizes and I'm like, people are stuffing their faces. Dude. If already they're eating 11 servings, okay, I'm, I'm picking the max, 11 <laughs> servings of bread, then five servings of vegetables and four servings of fruit. We haven't even gotten to the top of the pyramid oh yet. This God. is the first two levels. Oh my God. <laughs> this is how much food they're eating. <laughs> Where do beans go? Are they vegetables, I guess? would count as uh, as a protein oh okay yeah but they don't really describe it here as a protein so i bet you at this point in time they must have considered it a vegetable nowadays it's considered like a protein right but um back then it was considered a vegetable yeah um okay so the next section is also split equally between milk and meats Hmm. so they both have an equal serving of two to three servings per day so you're supposed to also you know drink or eat three servings of milk and three servings of meat every day that's a lot <laughs> i mean i guess if the serving is like four ounces okay yeah it doesn't necessarily say what a serving counts as but you know it varies right based on each food item right you know yeah and so the top of the pyramid and the smallest section is oils and it suggests to use those sparingly. So one of the things, though, that you'll notice is that they don't put any distinction between good oils and bad oils. At this point in time, like, they just decided all oil is bad. Hmm. So, yeah. And when I told you these recommendations for servings, you could tell you're supposed to eat twice as much bread as vegetables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's a lot of bread. And that would be really cool. I mean, yeah. I think I'm on so, target for that, though. I think I, <laughs> I'm hitting this food pyramid pretty square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're stuck on this food pyramid. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, it, you know, everyone started to follow the food pyramid. It was taught in schools, oh. you know, all the time. Um, I think it, they they... Um, they kept this food pyramid for the next 36 years, you know? Wow. Um, and that's, that's just what people, what kids were just taught. And you know, the food pyramid, I know the food pyramid, mm -hmm. uh, but you can tell that it's not, it was not a good, a good idea <laughs> for what, what, what should be considered healthy. Right. Uh, so, but what you can see is the top and the smallest section is oils. So how people took that is they started to demonize fat. And so that's why this started the whole fat-free oh. craze. Everyone started to demonize fats. Fats were bad for you. It didn't make a distinction between good fats and bad fats. Fats in general were just awful for you, right? Oh. And so, yeah. And so one thing to note is without, so, so companies started to remove fat from stuff. And without fat, food starts to taste awful. Oh, yeah. So what did we decide to do to make the food taste good, Jim? We added my favorite ingredient. We added your favorite ingredient, mm -hmm. sugar. <laughs> <laughs> because after all, it's the base of the food here. <laughs> so forget all the fats. And we'll, we'll introduce sugar now to make everything taste better. Wow. And this has been incorporated to this day. Everything is just riddled with sugar to make it taste. You're good. right. The because sugar is even day, fats are still demonized, and it's only starting to become more evident that maybe we should stop eating carbs. <laughs> oh yeah. I think you're right. I think even on the the wrappers now it says carbs, and under carbs it's like sugar. So it's like considered yeah. still in the grouping. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, so one thing he didn't mention um, is that around this time, there was a study released about how bad fats are. And can you, you know, can you guess who funded this, this study about how bad fats are? It's got to be Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Well, I don't know the specific company, but it was the sugar industry. Yeah. Dude, they, they put so much money into their commercials to be like, it's got real sugar in it. That's healthy for you. And like, That's right. Real sugar. Yeah. Zero fat Pepsi. Zero grams of fat. So, yeah. So, um, this basic food pyramid was utilized up until 2005. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So in 2005, they came up with an updated food pyramid Ooh. called My Pyramid. Okay. And this this food pyramid instead made the sections vertical. Vertical <laughs> instead of horizontal. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Instead of horizontal. And now I the, now I don't understand it even more. So that's that's exactly what ended up happening. So so the width of the vertical sections 
was the proportions. And so people now were so confused because obviously you can understand the base of the food pyramid is the biggest section, yeah. right? And then yeah. it goes up and up. But now when you started making it vertical, then you're trying to like just eyeball the width of the Wait, lines. so it's like a bunch of bar charts just next to each other? Correct. No, not even bar charts. No, it they filled in the pyramids though. It's still a pyramid, but they they just like it. They just make a like a cross section of this pyramid and say this is this, and then another cross section of the pyramid is you know that's so for, weird. For another... Yes, so it made no sense. No one understood the my pyramid idea. I don't know who was behind it, but they wow. weren't very bright. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> But granted, granted, although it was super confusing to look at and no one understood it, it did make some things a bit better. Now, grains were in with as vegetables and milk. So grains got a little smaller. Okay. So they, 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 they started to drink grains. They increased vegetables and milk somehow got a huge boost. It went into the opposite direction. <laughs> Whoa. It was one of the top three things to, to do was to get milk okay. in 2005. Yeah. And then the next smallest, the next largest one is fruit. It's only slightly smaller than all three of those. Um, then it's meats. And then the smallest section again is oils. Okay. And uh, But another good thing about it is that this graphic had a lot more food, a variety of food on it. So people could tell what type of food was oh the pictures the, had more the pictures on the thing it had like 40 different varieties of food you know so like when you said where did nuts fall it you know that's a normal question to ask in the previous pyramids you wouldn't really know because that wasn't pictured on the graphic right but now it was where, do, where did nuts go uh i don't don't know still <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the graphic. Okay. I could look it up. No, no, I don't care. <laughs> okay. So, so this was the idea. This was the guidance for food up until 2011. So it only took six years for them to realize, hey, you know what? This food pyramid is confusing. <laughs> oh, I believe it. It makes no sense. So the U.S. government threw away the whole idea of the pyramid. Just gone. No pyramid anymore. <laughs> Okay. And they introduced a brand new design called My Plate. My Plate. And my Plate. So basically, they just took the food pyramid and put it into a circle. Now, what does that do? That puts turns, it into a pie turns it chart. into a pie chart. Pie chart. Now, ah, now people could understand pie charts. <laughs> but they called it My Plate. All they did was make a circular pyramid. You know, but they who's running they... these agencies <laughs> i'm just i'm just really i mean granted this is a step up from whatever the my pyramid was before because you know vertical cross sections of a pyramid is an awful idea you know because you can't that has no you have no idea about proper proportionality but at least the pie chart you do you know right, right, and right. it's kind of seems cool because it's part of a plate you say oh this is a plate this is how my plate should be cross-sectioned like oh this type of food should be in this section let's take this much space on my plate this much food should take this much space on my plate so you can actually use it 
in real life, I guess, if you want. You okay. Know. Yes. So can you guess what the biggest who what the biggest cross uh the biggest section of the pie chart now became? Uh do you think it was still the same? Yeah. I'm gonna go with grains so again. Vegetables, grains and yeah, bread. Um, I would still say bread's got to be the biggest. It's it's just so interesting how bread is so huge in all of this. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest grains ever. <laughs> well, because well, when you're poor, that's all you can afford. The food pyramid yeah. is literally the cost pyramid. It's like <laughs> gra grains is zero. And then it's like, if I have any money, I can afford an apple or like somebody's piece of lettuce. <laughs> and then like if i have money i can buy a piece of meat or dairy and that's why in a lot of those asian countries like vietnam and stuff when they didn't have a lot of money they would do soups right just a bunch of right. bread water and hey i didn't actually you know like get take that into account that yeah it would be for the like the layman yeah. what what this you know they would probably take that into consideration Oh, we need to put grains as a big part in here because people can only afford grains. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah, so that's interesting. I didn't actually yeah. think about that. Yeah, but no, the biggest biggest thing on the plate is finally vegetables. Is that true, or is this just another pyramid scheme? See what I did there? <laughs> a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah, vegetables were the biggest thing on the plate. Then it was grains. Okay. Then, then protein and fruit were tied, and the smallest one being dairy. Look at that big transition. Dairy goes all over the place. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we There's milk people. Dairy. They haven't been paying the government enough to get milk built right. up. They weren't lobbying enough. To, yeah, uh, we're not lobbying as much as the as the farmers and the you know, <laughs> especially the grain people. <laughs> I mean, I think the 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 daily percentage on the food on our nutrition labels even for sugar like if you get a, a bottle of soda it's only like 40 percent of your daily sugar but you know that's got like 50 grams of sugar because they group it in with the carbs so they're just like oh yeah it's all in your car well, granted 40 percent of your daily dose of sugar in one drink is a lot because you don't realize everything has a little bit of sugar oh yeah it's so you sprinkle do, it, pixie dust. Diet, which, 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 I, no, not, not just that, but I'm saying like just naturally, even vegetables have, have sugar in it. If you eat a fruit, it's got so much sugar oh, yeah. in it. And so, um, you know, if you're going to consume 40% of your whole daily dose of sugar in one drink, you know, you're, you're going to probably go over your sugar margin for that day. Right. <laughs> Because we gotta have two glasses. You can't just have one bottle. Exactly. <laughs> Probably have a soda for lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> About eighty percent. Um, so one thing to note here, though, is that they changed the word meat to protein to now accommodate for different types of proteins, okay. like like nuts and um, you know um, nuts and beans and. Um, you know, other fish and, right, and, right. and other sources, they just put them all, all together. So that's good. 
in one sense is that they're taking into account these alternative sources of protein. But because everything else is a food group and protein is a macronutrient, you know. Oh, that's true. Like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Now beans and nuts are accounted the same as hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> I think that's fair. I still think that's fair. But yes. <laughs> so another drawback of the my plate, and it doesn't really say this in the thing, but it says it in like the like while they're explaining the my plate, is that they consider fruit juice fruit juice the same as a serving of fruit. Ooh, I love fruit juice. Yeah, well, we all know how much sugar comes in fruit juice. But that's the best part. <laughs> so again, that's, that's a totally incorrect way of looking at it. Fruit juice is not the same as fruit. In mm. fact, the uh, fiber in actual fruit slows the absorption of sugar. So you should be eating the fruit rather than drinking the fruit. You don't want to tear, tear apart that, those fibers and then you don't. They actually do nothing for absorption. Oh. Which got me thinking while I was reading this. I was like, I wonder if I just eat a bunch more fiber during the day, whether that will con make me con like absorb less sugar. I don't know what fiber does. Because there's different... There's, cause oh, like, makes you well, I, <laughs> well I, I was looking up fiber for the longest time, and there's just soluble fiber and insoluble fiber are categories of types of fiber. But within those right. categories, different compounds can make up soluble or insoluble fiber. So you can get like, you can have like fiber from like Metamucil, which is like uh, some sort of a husk. I forget what it was called, something husk. Yeah, or you sure. can get fiber from your fruit or you can get fiber from your green beans or whatever. It's like all different types. Right. So I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I think we're still learning. Food science is still uh, an, an ever-changing. As you can see throughout these years, you know, what we perceive is healthy and what's not, um, you know, is, is, is becoming quite evident. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, you could, you could see why we had an obesity epidemic because, you well, it's know, in our sugar... Past. It's in our past, Steve. We had it. <laughs> it is so ingrained in food these days that everyone you know now now they don't they don't want to lose that sugar in their food it was crazy coming from canada to here you know even just basic sliced bread was too sweet for me to eat here everything was too sweet for me to eat here wow. you guys have incorporated sugar into every aspect of your food <laughs> yeah i mean it's interesting you say that because I did have, I don't know if it was Italian bread or French bread, some bread that for whatever reason, it didn't have any, any sugar in it. And I could tell it tasted really bland and I had to put, I had to put butter on it because it was that bad. I couldn't eat it. A lot of, a lot of butters here have sugar. In it, so. or, or the salt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as you could tell, like here in the United States, you know, they, due to these guidelines that they had come up with, and this was just like, you know, everyone agreed on it. Um, granted they were funded by people probably who shouldn't be making the guidelines, 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Now we're in an epidemic. But yes, I think thing you know we're starting to understand things a lot better. People have started to become healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel bad for the previous generation, um, and we're we're at the cusp of it. I think our the generation under us is probably going to be the healthiest. Oh yeah, because they finally have a better understanding of what's healthy and what's not. Um, but our parents' generation definitely not, and that's probably why you know heart disease and obesity is just so pervasive among that generation. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, a leading cause of death in the country. So yeah, crazy. Um, okay, so so they did this my plate, but um, the modern day guidance takes this a little step further, and so the modern day guidance actually came from Harvard. And it's just called Harvard's Modern Nutritional Guidance is what oh. they called it. Had to put their name in the title. But <laughs> so the nutritional guidance from Harvard, they completely removed dairy and they substituted it instead for healthy fats like olive oil. Okay. So, you know, it, it finally introduced the idea of you know, healthy fats and bad fats, you shouldn't demonize all fats. There are good fats that, you know, will increase the, you know, the, the good levels of cholesterol. Like there's, there's like good cholesterol and there's bad cholesterol um, within your body. And so like you need, um, you need certain fats to, to, you need certain fats in your diet is what it is. Um, Dairy, is not necessarily the best fats, hmm. um, but it's a good source of calcium. So you should consume dairy. Which we for need, yeah. Calcium, yes. And there's typically a reason why dairy is not, um, you know, is usually dropped off by most animals after childbirth. Um, but we're one of the only species that it keeps incorporated into our regular we can diet. manufacture it. Yes. How else would you get dairy... If you were an animal, I guess, you know, finding other animals that are lactating. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do, huh? As an animal? <laughs> I guess you could just keep me in trial and error, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how. I mean, like things like cheese and, you know, yogurt and milk and like they're only. Yeah, we carry in different forms, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. Um, it's so they don't they don't say that you have to remove you have to like avoid all dairy because dairy can be good right um, because it has you know vitamins and calcium and stuff like that but it it should it's not needed for nutrition's sake you know hmm. okay um, so they finally uh, it it also finally introduced water into the recommendation hydrating is good and um, um, it's said that. If you are properly hydrated, it increases your metabolism. Hmm. Um, so you should be well hydrated. Um, and in this new plate that they have, it's dominated by fruits and vegetables. Is what is what they had shown in their guidance. And it also focuses more on healthier proteins rather than any sort of protein. So like fish, beans, chicken, and nuts. Hmm. Yeah. And finally, it suggests whole grains rather than refined grains. This is the only guidance that ever made the distinction between different types of grains. And so 
Um, we now know that whole grains are better for you than refined grains. And that is what is the new guidance. So I wanted, I know I said I was going to talk about food, but I took it into the healthy approach, Jim, today. So well, now I you know what proper nutrition is and how we got to where we are right now. So I can blame my upbringing. That's right. For my unhealthiness. <laughs> okay. I'm down Once with again, that. Once again, our parents' generation. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so any any final thoughts on this? We're nearing time, Jim. Oh, I think it was cool to like give a little bit of an educational history lesson to our listeners there, you know? I think Yeah, um, I wanted to try something new, just, you know, get talk about something, you know, like knowledgeable so mm -hmm. people can learn and uh um you know, eating healthy and nutrition is a big topic in a lot of people's conversations these days. Right. Um, everyone tries to be healthy, um, you know, for the most part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although Jim and I talk about fast food a lot, we, at least I, don't go to too much fast food. <laughs> uh, it's only like once a week. Yeah, exactly. Everything in moderation is yeah. how I take. So we're not necessarily the healthiest people, of course. Right, right. Um, and so we're not the most fit, but <laughs> but we also enjoy what we eat. Yes, and we are not obese. Right. You know? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> A few more Taco Bell. <laughs> <A few more. laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We're out of time here. Um, we made some good time today. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and so if you liked us, you can check us out on any of the uh, podcast networks. Um, you can also check us on social media. Uh, on Facebook, we're Creativity Level Zero. On Instagram, we're Creativity underscore Level underscore Zero, the number. And uh, we also stream live on Twitch, and you can join us at any point. Uh, we're Creativity Level Zero, the number, on Twitch, every Thursday at 9 p.m. Uh, and thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, guys.